0: Five-Star Zone podcast with Rico Baird and the Big Ten Network's Howard Griffith. Welcome to another edition of the Five-Star Zone. We're in championship week. Howard, a lot is going on in the Big Ten. The game, the game has been played. And once again, the University of Michigan has come out on top. This time led by head coach, interim head coach, Jerome Moore. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. If you didn't have a dog in this fight, mm-hmm. it was a pain. It was a battle. It went back and forth. Now it was higher stakes. If you were a Wolverine fan, you loved it. If you're a Buckeye fan, my condolences to you because yeah. I, I don't know where you go from here. But in watching that game, Howard, the biggest thing that I took away is, man, th- these were the best two teams in the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, I, I think without question. Uh, you know, you look at the rosters, you know, top to bottom. You know, both of these teams are loaded. You can make the argument that uh, Ohio State may have more of the five-star guys um, as far as the ratings are concerned. But, you know, what they've been able to do over in Michigan and really combining not only the, the players that they have developed, but the players that they have also brought in through the portal. Wow. Uh, and then you look at, you know, remember, uh, for the longest time, when, when Coach Harbaugh first took over, he was in the portal like every year. It seemed like looking for a quarterback, trying to figure it out. And it never could really get right. And so he, I think early he was taking a lot of criticism on, you know, being able to develop these young quarterbacks. And we've watched him. We've watched him do it now. And uh, you saw what Kate was able to do a couple of years ago. And and now you see J.J., who is is really you know, blossomed into a, a, an elite quarterback. I mean, the numbers don't necessarily show it because I don't, I don't think they ask him to do a lot of things uh, as much as some other places do, but this is a total team. And really, when you look at it, it it's unfortunate, you know, obviously if you're an Ohio State fan, but this Michigan team really uh, did all the things that they needed to do. And, and Coach Moore, uh, and that dude's going to be head coach real quick. Um, it, 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 it's funny that you said that
0: i wanted to talk about that a little bit later but since we're here okay. what do you do if you're michigan what do you do if you're coach Moore? we don't know what the uncertainty is of jim harbaugh but it's no, no. secret howard that harbaugh is you know he's tried to get back into the nfl for the last two years that's yeah that's no secret to that mm-hmm. If you're michigan, do you do whatever it takes to make sure that this man is the next coach he's the coach in waiting and if you're Coach Moore, do you have to look at some opportunities that are out there and say, well, I got to do what's best for me? Like, wh- how do you handle this if you're Michigan? How do you handle this if you're Coach Moore?
1: Yeah, I think first let, let's start off if you're Coach Moore. I'm sure he's got representation, and I'm sure his representation phone has been ringing off the hook. But you also have to keep in mind he's in, you know, in a prime job, right? He's in a prime situation trying to make a run, so all of his focus needs to stay right there on the Michigan Wolverines and his, his agents and representatives need to, to handle what they need to do. Look at those opportunities, explore what's out there. I mean, you're Michigan, I think you're you're standing pat. You're just waiting to see what's going to happen. You're trying to get through, hopefully, the next three games. Uh, you have three more games, hopefully, if you're Michigan, and uh, kind of evaluate things as they go because you don't. You don't really know what the future holds, and, and it's a it's a uh, a tough situation to be in if you're ward Manual. But on the other side, it may not be that tough because he can sit back and, and let the cards come to him, right. because he knows exactly you know what's out there and what's available to him. If Coach Harbaugh was not to be there and he wanted to look at other opportunities in the NFL. I mean, he doesn't have to go far if if he wants to find the guy that that he wants to lead the program. And I think you look, you just look at the passion and the way he handled himself uh, at Penn State and obviously Mm -hmm. earlier in the year and and versus Ohio State, just how aggressive he was in play calling, right? So it, it wasn't like, you know, Coach Harbaugh is over his shoulder. I mean, he literally, you saw two different game plans, uh, against which you can argue Penn State and and uh, Ohio State, and I thought he did an unbelievable job of, of taking the risk when he needed to take them, and his players being able to execute.
0: Yeah, because I mean, I I really do think that Michigan may have stumbled into something very similar to like Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Nerd leaves and Ryan Day was yeah. right there on the staff, and it just seemed like a very smooth, easy transition. We kept things going, it wasn't a change in culture, it wasn't a change in yeah. philosophy, it wasn't changing anything, it was just a change in the guy who was telling you what to do. It was a guy mm-hmm. who was leading the practices and leading the games, that was it. But now we go to the flip side because I, I saw like on social media, you're on social media, mm-hmm. I mean, you got guys who were just upset. I mean, I saw Maurice Claret, the former Buckeye running back. He's- <laughs> He wanted blood, Howard. He wanted blood. He's just like, you got to fire Ryan Dan. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. The man is like what? I think like fifty-four and six. Yeah, not three of his losses have come to Michigan, mm-hmm. but he's fifty-four wins. Like, he's not lost any Big Ten teams other than Michigan. Like, are, are we really ready to throw away the baby with the bathwater here? I mean, does this is this just cooler heads need to prevail, or or should Ryan Day be worried?
1: You know, I think there are a couple of things at work here, right? I mean, obviously, they're going to have to hire a new AD. Right. Gene Smith isn't getting involved in what needs to take place. And quite frankly, if Gene Smith was involved, he would be saying, hey, hold on now, just, just slow down. I know we, we haven't been winning the game that everybody wants us to win. Right. But this is still a, you know, and you might as well say it, an elite coach been able to get it done. He just has not been able to get up, been able to get over the hump recently of what Michigan has. And and I think you also have to, you also have to acknowledge that Michigan isn't the Michigan team it was four or five years ago. We've watched Harbaugh, you know, really retool that uh, staff this last time. And and it really took off. I mean, it really took the next step. Um, So, you know, Michigan right now is playing at a very high level. Uh, there's there's been times in the past where you know they haven't been and Ohio State was able to dominate, but that's not the case right now. You you've got two programs who have unbelievable defenses, unbelievable rosters, and, and clearly the coaching staffs are, are are elite as well. Now the Ohio State fan base is upset, the alums upset, particularly the alums that did not lose to Michigan. Right. Those are the, those are the ones that are you know up in arms, quite frankly. But it's one of those things, man, the expectation is to be able to beat your rival and play for a national championship. And it's been a tough situation the last couple of years, the last three years for Ohio State in that area.
0: Yeah, I mean, I look at the Buckeyes and I think Marvin Harrison Jr. at the end of the game kind of capsulized everything when he just kind of sat on the ground and was like, I don't know what else we could have done, but it was it was a great game. For, like I say, if you didn't have a horse in the race, man, it was fun to watch that whole weekend was fun yeah. between that game, between the end of the Auburn Alabama game, the Washington, Washington State game. It was mm-hmm. like, man, I'm I'm looking forward to conference championship weekend because I think every game is has all the the levels of intrigue, except cool. maybe the Big Ten game when you got Iowa coming in there. Get, this at the beginning of the year, I was just like, man, how how fun would it be if it was JJ versus K Mcnamara, <laughs> Michigan versus Iowa, Eric All, lovely yeah. like, you know, it it, I, it had all the drama. But unfortunately, Eric All is out, K Mcnamara is out. You got the Iowa Hawkeyes who they keep winning games. I, I I equate them them and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know how they keep winning, but they keep winning. They don't score a ton of points. Ironically enough, both teams wear black and gold. I don't see the Steelers. They may be Clark Kent and Superman. They could be the same person. I, I don't know. But when you look at this game coming up this weekend, if you're Iowa, what do you do to shock the world?
1: <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you bring up before that. It's interesting that you bring up um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Uh, and, and I think when you look at a, a, a organization – this this the model uh, of what I think you want to be. You think, what, four coaches in the history of the franchise? Yeah. Um, they don't give up on coaches quickly, no matter what what they say. Uh, but it was interesting. Both Iowa – Iowa made the move earlier um, to say that their offensive coordinator, Brian Barnes was not going to be back you look at Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago or last week made the decision that Matt Canada was going to move on from Matt Canada. And those moves were two moves that you historically uh, have not seen those programs make, particularly in the middle of the year. The difference I obviously in Iowa is Brian Ference is still, you know, the offensive coordinator, but he's not going to be moving forward to next year. And man it, it it really is amazing you know, i had a chance i was over there uh sunday to talk with uh you know coaches there and man they just they just are so they're so you know bought into what the program is and they literally just block out the outside noise because i i think it's remarkable that you can have a defense that plays as well as they play. And oh, by the way, they lost their best player a couple weeks ago at Cooper DeJean, who will be a first-round draft pick. And they still have guys that are just step up. I mean, Deacon Hill, the quarterback, he looked nothing like this in, in training camp. He wasn't ready. And they'll tell you he wasn't ready. And they'll say in some areas, he's probably still not where they need him to be. But they're in the championship game. Right. And they find ways to do it. They, they probably have the best punter in, in college football. Uh, they do an a, amazing job in special teams until by the way, last week, <laughs> when they really had all kind of issues in special teams, but then they go to the bench, uh, bring a kicker in that hadn't kicked all year for him, but and, and drills the game winner for them. So Man, I, I don't know how they do it, uh, and I think at, at this particular point, you you just know that if you're Michigan, you have to put this game away early. You can't let them hang around to the fourth quarter because anything can happen. They have proven it. They will take the football away. They're going to force J.J. to make you know all the right reads, all the right throws, he, he knows where they're going to be, but they've got to be able to execute. Michigan does, and it's about getting off to a fast start for them as well.
0: Yeah, because I, I think back to, I, I believe it was a year, I think it was I, I mean uh, Ohio State and Northwestern, mm-hmm. and no one gave the Wildcats a chance. Yeah. And you looked up, Howard, and it was in the mm-hmm. third quarter, and it was like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. This is supposed to be a blowout. <laughs> We're actually having a real game being played here. I'm just wondering how did the Hawkeyes tap into that and get, because every game has been a grinded out type of game. Mm -hmm. But when I look at Michigan, man, they're when they, when they're playing anybody outside of Ohio state, they kind of put them away. That was my biggest thing is if you're Iowa, no one's giving you a shot. No one's Mm -hmm. giving you a chance. You're a mass unit. You got everybody's backups to backups in there. Is, is there any way that we look up and, and you got you'll be there, I'm sure, yeah. that you're seeing, you know, black and gold confetti raining down from the sky saying, how the guys do this?
1: Well, if that happens, that's what we'll all be saying. Um, I, I think I think to a man, I will tell you this is a this is a huge task that they have in front of. Them. But like most things with this Iowa team, they've been able to overcome them and they fight through it and they do what they need to do. You know, it's funny. You talk about two teams that, that are going to meet Iowa and Michigan who all year have been galvanized uh, by what's going on on the outside, right? And sure, whether or not we say, okay, well, the Counter-Stallion stuff was brought up from the inside and then people right. reacted and then they, but, but, you know, still they still have to believe in each other, and, and they didn't they've never wavered. You know, they they have that chip on their shoulder, and Iowa has been the same way. You know, they've been told what they can't do, particularly on the offensive side, and all of a sudden they they find find ways to make plays, and it, it's crazy because some weeks you know Iowa's run game is really working for them. It's like shoot, that thing is going to, you know, they can really take care of some things. So, you know, I think it starts obviously with. To me, it starts with Ohio, uh, Iowa's offensive line being able to protect and being able to run the football to give them a chance in this game. Um, you know, Deaton Hill's going to be under pressure. They're going to be bringing pressure. So he's going to need to make sure uh, that those reads are right, that, that he can get to those outlets or uh, the hot routes uh, mm-hmm. as quickly as possible because if he holds on to the ball, Michigan's going to get home. They, they're going to get home. They're going to find a way to do that. They've done it all year to everybody. So, you know, it, it's a tough one. And the other side of it is, is Hill is not a necessarily a threat to run the football. So they they know exactly where he's going to be in his drops. So, you know, those defensive linemen can rush the passer and, and believe that they're going to be able to also stop the run. So that's why I think it's going to be important for them to try to be as balanced as they possibly can, they be in Iowa, Right, uh, because if it's all about past, it's going to be a long day for the Hawkeyes.
0: Well, see, here's the funny thing. Because my next question is, on the flip side, it's not to be disrespectful to Iowa, but if you're Michigan, you know you're a 24 point favorite. Like mm-hmm. Will Johnson gets injured, he's icing the lower part of his leg. You could yeah. clearly see this wasn't one of those I could just shake it off. They held yeah. him out. I mean, that's mm-hmm. Mark Harrison Jr. He was going up against. He wanted mm-hmm. to be out there. He's a competitor. Yeah. If you're Michigan, do you take a game like this and maybe rest some of your players knowing we got a lot more games ahead of us if this works out? We got the college football playoffs, Mm -hmm. we got the semifinals, we got maybe the championship game, and we're gonna need Will. If we sit him now, we could get him a month of rest so that he'll be ready for that semifinal game. Or if you (laughs) anybody who's dinged up, is this one of those games where You kind of play it by ear, but yeah, I don't really want to use you, and you know, in case of emergency, I'll break the glass and put you in. But until then, we're gonna hold on to your helmet, son. You're not gonna play.
1: Yeah, I I think one of the things that that we've been able to watch, uh, you know, Michigan do is play a lot of guys. They've got, they played a lot of people on their roster, so they understand you know who's who's in a position to be able to help them. Uh, particularly, obviously, in the secondary, Uh, has done an unbelievable job working with that group on the back end. But I, I think it's all hands on deck as you start this game. Uh, as you go into warm you you make sure that you know he's not going to be a liability. You know, they'll they'll always say, "Well, you know, with him, you know, seventy-five percent is good." <laughs> well, yeah, you might be right, but. You know, can, can you get through it? Are you able to, to create some defenses and maybe you need to, you know, give some people some help? I think it's do or die. Everyone knows what's in front of them. And sure, you know that this, you should win this game. But I think you start off right off the top and, and you, you've got your best out there if they're available and can help you. And those always tough decisions because the one thing about, you know, competitors, they're all liars. I'm good coach. I can go. I'm not, it's not
0: a yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah, son, your arm is falling off. I literally see yeah. the bone. No, no, no. I was born that way. My dad's yeah. bones shoot out sometimes.
1: <laughs> uh, every now and then that happens. So, right. I mean, this is one of those games you have to protect the players and not one of those games. This is, you know, through all college athletics, you've got to be able to sometimes protect the players from themselves, but that's why this roster is deep and talented and we'll find out. Um, it's not like Iowa has guys on that roster that are going to run away from the secondary players, not only the twos, you know, the, not just the ones, but the twos and the backups. They're not, they don't have guys that are just going to flat out, run out uh, outrun people. So you know, they should feel some comfort there if they have the ability to, to kind of rest some people or not give them as many reps um, as the game goes on. But Another reason that I think they need to be able to control this game early.
0: And, okay, let's switch gears. First of all, my guy got the Coach of the Year Award and Coach Braun, Northwestern. Yeah. If it was ever a no-brainer, like I said, I I know this is one of those where you look at Kurt Ferentz, you held it all together, you found a way to get Mm -hmm. to Indianapolis. Jerome Moore, hey, you were able to keep this team together through all the controversy, but – I don't think it was any bigger controversy than what happened in Northwestern. It happened so early in the, before the season started, we forgot about it before a guy to come in to just to fix the defense. And Oh, by the way, coach Braun, you're not going to have to fix the team and the program. Howard, he did it. And he won seven games. I mean, everybody's giving Dion props for winning four. They were both one win teams last year, Colorado and Northwestern. One's going to a bowl game. Uh-huh. What well, hey, ain't? I mean, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, did Northwestern just stumble into their next star coach?
1: I think there's a couple of things, right? Uh, I think uh, he obviously did an unbelievable job, and when we had a chance to talk to him uh, in the summer, it was after, in my opinion, what I saw was probably one of the worst practices I had seen from an energy standpoint didn't see you know I was I was accustomed to seeing northwestern practice a certain way and it was never one of those practices where they just blew you away it was just like it's northwestern they'll figure it out they'll fix it same thing with Iowa they, they'll figure it out they'll fix it didn't look good early but they'll be fine once the season started but i think the message um that there was just so there was just so much chaos that was going around that You know, they needed somebody with a common voice, and he has one, uh, to really step in. And I think he stepped into a situation where he had no experience, none, at the head coach and sitting in the corner office, let alone experiencing uh, handling a program and trying to guide them through this. And oh, by the way, they're trying to build a new stadium as well. I know that has nothing to do with the head coach, but... It's still stuff that's that's flying around. And they were able to hold it together, not just hold it together. Man, they went out and and, and just handled their business. Right. You know, it was it, it was they
0: feel sorry for themselves. They said, Hey, this is the cars were dealt. Who's a wildcat? Let's run through this tunnel, let's go win these games. And and they did. Everybody, including myself, just kind of ruled them off. And then you're like, you know what? It's okay if you lose this year, cuz So much Mm -hmm. is working, but man, that they—I mean, we we talk about just how the Wolverines kind of took all that controversy and internalized it and refocused themselves. But I think lost is what the what the Wildcats did because, yeah, man, I don't think anybody—if Fitzgerald was there, I don't think we was expecting seven wins. Oh no,
1: Uh, I'll tell you right now—you wasn't getting seven wins even if he was there. You—you this wasn't this wasn't going to happen. You also talk about guys, they, they were shuffling quarterbacks. They were dealing with injuries. I mean, it wasn't a perfect season as far as his health was concerned with this team. you know. And for him to now be the head coach moving forward, I, I think two things. I think it's sort of the perfect storm as well. Northwestern is in a spot where now they've, they've got this new stadium that's going to be built, which is going to be unbelievable. Uh, but I, I think they also quite frankly, showed some financial responsibility. Yeah. You know, of all the things that they've done, all the decisions that they made, that a lot of people have not been in favor of, this to me was one that that made sense because you had a head coach who the team clearly, clearly got up for and wanted to to play for and was really able to guide. Guiding through this. Now, will he need to make changes or adjust the staff? I'm sure he probably will. But, you know, what he's been able to do, I don't think can, can be, you know, I don't think it can be measured because I don't know how many coaches could have handled a situation like that. Because remember, it wasn't just the players with the uncertainty. These coaches also, there was uncertainty. Are we, we're clearly, I can tell you, when this thing first broke I don't know how many coaches on that staff actually believed that they would get another year I mean so they're thinking their minds are wandering uh about what's what's going to be next step for me or for them and and they were able to pull pull it out but again I think it's a remarkable job um and and one of those things that I think will, will go down hopefully he gets the national coach of the year as well I know it's it's tough, and you know when you're not necessarily from the area and you've been following it. But the right. job he's done has been unbelievable.
0: Well, heck, if if, if they could, uh, Sports Illustrated can make Dion the uh, the coach of the year. Then yeah, this guy should be. I, I don't know how that happened. I'm, I'm based gonna, on okay. what, right? Yeah. I, I guess if you're looking at it as far as 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 notoriety, yes, Dion. You know, Coach Prime was out there, and either loved him or you hated him, mm-hmm. but. I look at what Braun did, and it's like amazing. Now, talking, sticking with the coaching thing, Howard. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first time I talked to you since Michigan State hired Jonathan Smith. Yeah, they officially hired him, and uh, on, on Monday, I look at you know. I, first of all, I, I want to get your thoughts on it because this was one as I I told uh Athletic Director Alan Haller, man, y- you held that like a running back hole, and you know, high mm-hmm. and tight. He yeah. had that coach. Like, nobody was able to punch through, get mm-hmm. any information. He later comes out. You know, I talked to about 12 different people, but this was the guy that they went. Mm-hmm. They, took away, they took Coach Smith away from his alma mater of Oregon State. they brought bringing him here. And And I'm wondering, what kind of fit do you think that he will be at Michigan State, a guy who's not from the Midwest, never yeah. been east of the Rocky Mountains? How do you think he's going to fit? in the big 10?
1: Well, I think it'll be something new, something fresh. Uh, I think that, but it, it, it is core, you know, it, it appears that he is a grinder. You, you don't just win in Corvallis. Uh, and, yeah. you know, cause you, you're doing all these fancy things. I mean, he built something there. Uh, and obviously it was his alma mater. So he was able to do that, but you know, he's clearly uh, uh, an outstanding football coach. And, and I was never really concerned. I, I thought that that Allen would do a unbelievable job with the search because he he's got a football background. He understands what's going on.
0: But he kept um, so quiet. I've I've yeah. never seen a coaching search where mm-hmm. it was just quiet. It was funny because I, I ran into one of his assistants and I was like, "You lied to me the whole time. You told me you didn't." He's, like, "I didn't know. I really didn't yeah. know. Nobody yeah. knew." Yeah,
1: I think it was it was on a need to know basis. Uh, I, I think we've all we talked about this before. It was not going to be it wasn't going to be some name, some hot shot name that no one had ever heard of. It was going to be an established guy that, that they were going to ultimately hire, and, and that's what they went and did. And you know, they also had to, to to step up a little as well to to sweeten the pot to make sure that they could get him because they knew you know he was going to be coveted by some other programs that were out there. So right. I, I think the thing is this. I, I, oh, he's going to have to recruit, put that staff together. There's no doubt that he'll be able to do that. But, again, I, as he's talked about, I, I think Michigan State is, is a great job. Yeah, you, you, it's, it's an uphill battle when, when you look at the new teams that are coming in and you, you, you look down the road in Michigan and see what they're doing. But it can be built. I mean, it's not like they lack. Michigan State lacks resources. No, got they, a great I, fan base, you got no, great guess, players around there.
0: How my biggest thing is, and I wonder because he kind of touched upon it, like because he played in a state where he was, let's say, he was second fiddle to Oregon
1: mm-hmm.
0: coming into the state of Michigan. You're second fiddle to Michigan.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you have to go through that game and through the battles to develop that healthy hate? If that's a word that you know, how D'Antonio was able to just. There was respect there, but you could also tell it was hate there. Mm-hmm. Tucker had the hate, like everybody has yep. that. Like that's the team you have to beat if you want to mm-hmm. keep fans happy. How long does it take for that to kick in, or 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 is, is that just something that a competitor has?
1: I, I think a competitor. I think you have to learn um, why it's so important to people, right? He he knows why that battle in Oregon was was important to them. And so he's been in it. So I, I think when a coach comes into that, he or she has to understand what that why is. Why do we hate each other? And it's if you're a natural competitor, that's what you need to you need to embrace it. I mean, it, you're gonna read about it. Every, everywhere he goes, people are gonna. It, at some point after they say congratulations, it's like we got to get back to beating Michigan. That's right. what we need to do, right? So you know, I, I think that'll be front and center for him. He'll embrace it in a healthy manner uh, and, and be able to continue to 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 get Michigan State first of all stabilized uh, and then start to build. And it'll be important that he puts a puts a staff together um, that can go out and, and and find those players. Now it's funny is uh, his quarterback has just gone into the portal.
0: i you know what Howard that was my surprise. I was like you better start learning how to pronounce DJ Lake. Yeah. You say it, you guys may need to start rehearsing that
1: one, yeah. So, because he
0: just went into the portal, they're waiting on Aiden Childs, the other quarterback, because yeah. Michigan State lost all three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. To the portal, yeah, it's hard, I guess, unless you run a wildcat with Nate Carter the whole year, which <laughs> I wouldn't suggest, but yeah, yeah you got to start putting together pieces to the puzzle. Mm-hmm. The quarterback is most important, yeah, I just saw that DJ just hit the portal a few minutes ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's. I mean, there, and that's the thing we we've seen, right? If you wanna, I think if you wanna build a program, I I think you still ultimately have to do it uh, through the high schools. That's the way you can build it. But he said he wants to do. But yeah, yeah, please. You you know, getting 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 into the portal and and you know, it's a dangerous. To me, it's dangerous with you're a a developmental program, And, and that's what Michigan State is, and it's it's nothing wrong with that. It, all those five stars aren't going to be beating down the door to get in there. I mean, that's, that's just the facts, but if you can develop the players that are there if you can find those steps, uh, uh guys that can step in, stop guys that can step in and help the program and, and, and move it forward while a younger player may start to develop, then, then that's what you need to do. And, uh, we're going to see, I, I suspect that we'll see, you know, some really good players, uh, come into the program you know, through the portal and I think during recruiting as well.
0: Yeah, I, I just kind of secretly want to see Denardo try to say Ualungale. <laughs> hey,
1: we're going to have our hands full with a lot of names coming up next year, so we'll all have out the pronunciation guide.
0: Here's the beauty of it. Now now, when you guys do your tour in the summer, it's legitimate because you can have new teams. Indiana. All of their players just hit the portal as well. Like, if you're Indiana, real. I want to finish with this. Yeah, you just fire Tom Allen. What direction do they go in for as a as a coach? Because kind of like Michigan State, they're going to have facilities. They're trying to improve their program. Yep. There, mm-hmm. it's not like you're going to be walking into uh, you know a third world kind of situation. Yep. You're going to have resources. Michigan State, Northwestern, Indiana, it's now there. Mm-hmm two of the teams have a coach, Indiana doesn't. Where does Indiana go? Yeah, it, That's
1: going to be an interesting one.
0: Um, now, would they go after more from Michigan? Because what I thought about was Mike Hart, because Mike Hart was on the staff
1: there. Yeah, I, I would say they can go after whoever they'd like to at Michigan. Um, I, I think timing is, would obviously be an issue um, for going after those guys. Uh, but I will say this. There are probably other opportunities you know, out there for them. Um, for those guys that if that they'll be getting calls from, but you have to call. You have to say, "Hey, would you be interested?" And they, you have to let them tell you no, uh, yes or no. One of them. I'm not gonna assume they'd say no, but I think you need. It's interesting, right? So do do you go after, you know, the young hot shot, right? The the, the new up and coming guy, um, because if he turns things around, you're gonna be back in. Looking for a coach in a couple of years, or do you go after a guy who's who's established, who's been proven, who's built a program? Do you go back? It used to be a time where you know to be a Big Ten coach, you had to go spend some time in the MAC. You had to be successful in the MAC, and then you get you get the call up. Okay, come on up. You ready? Ready Uh, for the majors? Right. So is 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 Jason Candle, you know, that guy uh, who's been in Toledo for eight years and done some, some really good things there.
0: Yeah, I, honestly, I, I think he was number three choice for MSU at the
1: end. Like, He, yeah, was, so,
0: he was there along with Elko, mm-hmm. Smith, but yeah, yeah, Candy was there.
1: So, I mean, that can, that's a guy you can see you know, who's proven that he's just not going to jump in any and every job because he's had opportunities since he's been in Toledo and he's chosen to stay and things may have not worked out in some other places, but You know, so is that a guy that's out there? But I think you need a guy who understands what it takes to build a program. You also have to understand what it takes, the battles that you're going to be in. Um, Because I I think the biggest thing, the biggest shift that we're going to see, I would say from the middle of the pack down, uh, is athletic departments, fans, boosters, Mm -hmm. everyone involved, may need to reassess what success looks like, right? Because now going to this 18 team league and the way the, the, the championship games are going to be no divisions, there's going to be some times where you can look around and you, can, you could be in the middle of the pack and, and obviously not be in the championship game. So is the, is the goal to make sure you're in the championship game? Are you willing to throw resources at to try to get there or do you un- you have an understanding? It's going to be, you know, maybe every four or five years we strike lightning and we get there. See, it's so funny. That's, that's going to be the biggest challenge.
0: See, I think the biggest challenge is going to be the 12-team playoff because the Big Ten could easily send four teams and mm-hmm. it allows you to lose maybe two or three of the right games. Uh-huh. Like Penn State will be a team that would be in there even though they lost to Michigan and they lost to Ohio State. Right. they would still be in the running you mm-hmm. can still say well this year's a success because we still have a shot to redeem ourselves in the 12-team tournament now we don't know if it's going to play like the NCAA basketball tournament where upsets happen mm-hmm. or if it's going to go kind of chalky and it's going to end up being number one versus number two or one versus three every year yeah but I think for me uh, for a lot of teams there's there's one tier that Eight games. If you can win eight games a year, that's a good season. Mm-hmm. The second tier is can you compete for the playoffs at least every other year? And then I think that last tier is, yeah, we want to win the Big Ten and we want to guarantee our spot in the playoffs. But So, yeah, I, I kind of see it breaking down into yep. three tiers. Where for some teams, an eight-win season, that was a good year. And we got nothing to complain about. We're going to go play in a bowl game, and we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Maybe we can win nine. Yeah. For other teams, I think, yeah, can, you, can at least every other year you compete for one of those 12 spots? Even if it's spot number 12, mm-hmm. you got to play Alabama or Georgia. You know what? Yeah. You're in.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the things, and I've kind of tried to draw this parallel um, with the NCAA tournament. You know, it's a big deal when you make the Sweet 16. Mm -hmm. It is a big deal. I mean, programs talk about, you know, we made the Sweet 16. We're in the mix. And and that's also, you know, a a big deal. So I I think in college athletics and football now, it's going to be a big deal that you're one of the 12 teams that have been able to get there regardless of what happens in, in that week one matchup. Right. You could sit there and say we know that our program each and every year is going to have a shot at it. We just need to make sure we we have the right players and we can win the right games to get us there. Because you're right, you know. You look at Penn State; they'd be in uh Wisconsin probably. Could Iowa? team like Iowa could. I
0: was about to say Iowa. You right. know, they're yeah. teetering. It's like, well, Iowa. If you beat Michigan, you're in. Yeah. So you
1: know, the, and, and you know, it, so I think it's going to be the The interesting thing is for those teams, the teams that don't make the championship game, whoever's three, four, five, somewhere in there, it just depends, um, you know, what your opportunities are going to look like if you won the right games, uh, yeah. if your strength of schedule has been, you know, what you're going to ultimately need it to be. And and right now, you know, you you look at like a you look at Michigan's schedule next year. That thing's going to be daunting, but it's it's full of you know, marquee matchups, which is great. And I think, you know, other teams, the Maryland's of the world, they're feeling good because they don't have to look at the Michigan, Ohio State and Penn State each and every year. Indiana's the same way. But I think getting back to it, to me, it's still, it still is, the challenge will be the expectations of these programs. They need to make sure that they're right because I think that also could say, well, shoot, well, I might not want to be involved in that. If you're a young coach, you I'm like, eh, I, I'm going to wait for another opportunity. And you know, obviously the stability right now that, that's, that's in the Big Ten, the SEC, uh, the ACC, you know, if you have an opportunity to go there, you're a young coach, chances are you're going to jump at those some of those opportunities. But it will be if you're already at a marquee program and, and you're a coordinator or – you're just a you're a position coach, but people are seeing you as a head coach. Um, you're gonna kind of sit back and, and not necessarily jump at all the jobs uh, that come your way because, look, I mean, guys guys on that Michigan roster are, are taking pay cuts, or Ohio State are taking pay cuts to go coaching right. Mac. Right. So you know, it, it's it's it just uh, it's a different time. A lot right. of money's being thrown around in athletics and. You know, guys have opportunities. If you're one of the the top coordinators or, or top assistants out there, I mean, you you kind of have your pick uh, of the jobs when they come open. If you're that good,
0: hey, you'll see Howard. He'll be at the championship game. I can guarantee you, he will be there. He's always <laughs> a winner, Howard. Once again, I appreciate the time. Enjoy Saint Elmo, because I'm sure you guys a reservation there already. <laughs> Uh, make sure you run up the tab, send it to the Big Ten. They can pay for it. Hey,
1: and then- you know what I do in selling Elmo's? I just kind of walk in and walk around each table and take food from people on the off each table. It works that way, too.
0: See, Look at that, man. <laughs> you, you're giving away the secrets, man. That's, <laughs> you, you know that's what we do when it comes to, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> you just go and get a plate from house to house. Uh-huh. Right? I get all the
1: places. <laughs> so I know somebody in the restaurant sitting at the table. I just wander around.
0: Hey man, let me get a shrimp. Let me try. <laughs> good? All right, good seeing you. Give me a call.
1: There
0: you go. <laughs> I would appreciate it. Enjoy Indianapolis. I'll be watching. You'll be there. You can see Howard on TV on the Big Ten Network. He'll be back here. We'll wrap up next. I mean the season and kind of talk about the playoff scenario next week. Ooh. Until then, keep liking, keep watching, keep subscribing, keep telling your friends so brothers can get paid. Howard, appreciate your time, man. Yep, have a great. All right, you too.